T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Your help is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Here's how it works. You'll get masked with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists anytime you want. When you're ready to feel at the top of your mental health game, BetterHelp will find the therapist for you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Evan today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Evan. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, 12 midnight. Emmanuel Barbari, Luis Severino dazzles in his final postseason tune-up. Seven no-hit innings in Texas. Removed on a pitch count, though. Yankees over the Rangers, 3-1. Seve, 94 pitches. Struck out seven. Walked just one. Manager Aaron Boone. The decision that sucks to have to make um, because he was you know, very efficient too, you know. The decision would have been if he was through eight at that point. You know, I didn't really want to go more than 90 with him today. I was going to try and let him finish that seventh inning no matter what. That's 98 wins for the Yanks. Giancarlo Stanton and Marwin Gonzalez homered. For Stanton, 457-foot blast is 30th of the year. Mets and at least hopes hanging by a thread. Braves fell to the Marlins 4 nothing. Mets mathematically still alive. Their season opener with the Nationals postponed. Single admission doubleheader later today. First pitch, 410 WCBS 880. 49 cold, rainy in Central Park. That's what's happening. I'm Emmanuel Barbari. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. As we proceed, October 4th, Tuesday, baby Tuesday. Let's keep on rolling. Keith McPherson on the fan. You've got me till 2 a.m., 877-337-6666. Mick was the first call. I already told you he's 92. I feel like I haven't spoken to him in 92 days, so I gave him the floor. But we got to go faster. We got to go quicker. I got Rich in there before we got to the top of the hour. If you've got a topic, a thought, a take, something you want to say, get that off. We'll talk about it real quick, and we'll keep the line moving. Now, the Mets did not play today. They have a doubleheader tomorrow. The Yankees did play today, and they won 3-1 to one over the Texas Rangers. Luis Severino, you just heard, looked pretty good. 
You got some home runs from guys. Most importantly, Giancarlo Stanton, who is October ready, we hope. I've already talked about the Jets. I'm impressed with the Jets. I just like that they've got guys on their team that look like ballers. They have guys that can affect the game and make plays on both sides of the ball now. It's the start of something. They're going to keep building on that. Now, the Giants might not have as much talent, but they have enough talent and coaching to win the games, to go out there and compete. They're 3-1. and one. I think they could have won that Dallas game I was at. A couple things didn't go their way, and I've already mentioned the Dallas Cowboys defense is crazy. One of the best defenses you're going to see in the NFL this year, every level. We can talk about that. We can talk about the NBA. It is time. The Brooklyn Nets took the floor tonight with Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and a bunch of other guys in Brooklyn after a summer of, ha, 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 look at the Brooklyn Nets. What a failure. Oh, my God, the Nets, let's all laugh at them. KD's going to get traded. No, no, no. (laughs) Stop right there, Nets world. Still here. Nets fans, call me up. It's just preseason. But it's good to see a squad, a roster, a team with the chance to gel and become a team and have some chemistry before they get to the playoffs. Last year's Nets team never really got that chance. The Knicks, are you excited about the Knicks? Are you not excited about the Knicks? Jalen Brunson will be on the floor for the first time as a New York Knick. If there's one thing you should be excited about, it's him. New money, R.J. Barrett will join him. Already paid most improved player, Julius Randle as well, and a cast of some other cats that are out to prove that they are who they are. The, The Knicks have a ton to prove this year. They can't have a letdown this year. And what's a letdown? Is a letdown missing the playoffs? I think so. I think they need to contend. I think they need to be from the start of the season to the end of the season in the mix to be one of the lower seeds in the East. But the thing about the East is there is a ton of good teams. Knicks fans, call me up with your thoughts and your outlook. It is time. Today, the Knicks get back on the floor. Devils, Rangers, Isles, preseason's been going on. We're getting close there, too. I know they say we don't have to talk about hockey. And even though I don't know hockey, like some of you listening, I'm down to talk hockey. This is Sports Talk Radio in New York. My name's Keith McPherson. You're listening to the fan. Let's get to the callers. Young Josh out in Passaic. Young Jedi on the fan. What's up, man? Good, Keith. How you doing? Man, having a blast. I always have a, a, a blast, a good time. And I took off Friday night, so I feel like I haven't been here in a while. I'm like... Super ready to go. Great to see Ben Simmons back on the court. Just wondering, where was Seth Curry and TJ Warren? They still injured? Still injured, still rehabbing, foot injuries. And uh, we're not sure about TJ. I think TJ will be good to go, they're saying, in November. But they want Seth to be ready uh, by opening night, potentially, which would be pretty good to have a shooter like that, a guy like that, um, in the mix with other guys like Joe Harris back on the floor. Look, there, there's some guys in Brooklyn. Yeah, looking forward to the season a lot, especially with the Mets starting to downturn. <laughs> but on the Giants, what do you think caused the downfall of Galladay? I mean, he was pretty good on the Lions. Was it because of Stafford? Now he's got Jones or he's just had some fluke seasons? Uh, 
I, I think it was a few things. Him and Stafford had a great connection. Kind of, you know, they, they were calling him Baby Tron, if you remember that. Uh, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, him and Stafford had that connection. They kind of just plugged Kenny Galladay in that offense in a similar kind of way, and they got it going. And I, I know I was shook as a Dallas fan looking at the Giants. I'm like, oh, no, they're about to get Kenny G. He's going to dominate. This is when, you know, the Giants, um, when they signed him, the Cowboys defense wasn't what it is now. I'm like, there's nobody that can cover this guy. There's nobody that can run with him downfield. So something changed. Something changed when he came here to New York. Obviously, uh, when he came into New York, there's a different regime of coaches, different GM, and the the offense that they run, just the style of offense they run now, I won't say that it doesn't fit him, but it's not like the offense that he did run, and it's not like you, you know, what you pay him for. And and it's clear that Joe Shane, Brian Dable, they don't they don't care about you know, the moves that were made before them, right? They're not going to run him out there off of his name or off of his experience in the NFL. You've got a guy in, in David Sills that's getting way more run than Kenny Galladay, and Kenny Galladay's got more experience. Mm. There's something internally wrong, and we saw it a little bit in the preseason with either him not running hard or not blocking or not going all out. You know, sometimes when you give these guys the big money, they think they've arrived and they think that they don't have to do all the dirty work, all the little things. There's some guys in the NFL that can skip some of that because they're naturally just gifted and talented like that. I don't know if Kenny, Kenny Galladay is that kind of guy. But with the uh, with the Giants kind of short on receivers or impact receivers, I feel like there's going to come a point in time this season where he has to be. Where like I don't know. It'll click at some point. I don't know if it's going to click with Daniel Jones. He's not really the guy that's going to be throwing the ball deep downfield to him. And I don't think that Dable and that offense is really trying to do that either. So maybe uh, they end up parting ways with him, but he's just an expensive receiver to have when you don't have receivers. And it's great to see Saquon start to come back to it. He's number one in the league in rushing yards. Mm-hmm. And at the big game versus the Packers to test Barkley, good defense should test the Giants' defense against Rodgers. They pull out that win in London, 4-1. I know with the Giants actually have a good division this year with the Eagles undefeated and the Cowboys, but they could potentially be the wild card team. They could even catch up to the Eagles. They haven't played them yet. Take it one uh, week at a time. <laughs> in baseball, I say we take this day by day, series by series, week by week, month to month. In the NFL, you got to take it week to week. Now, the Packers are coming off of struggling against the Patriots. The Patriots had a third-string quarterback. I think that's good film for Brian Dayball and the Giants. That Giants defense, if they can shut down Aaron Rodgers, who looked frustrated a few times. A video clip went viral of him cursing at his center to snap the effing ball. I'm like, hey, you ain't got to talk to him like that. If the Giants can cover those receivers and put pressure on Aaron Rodgers and stop the run, they might be in a game, but I don't know what they're going to do as far as, you know, the quarterback situation goes. If Daniel Jones' ankle is hurt, he's not going to be effective running. And uh, if they want to try and put him in the pocket, or uh, they're not going to. Like it, his his success is predicated off of him being able to move. So you know, I, I don't know what what the the Giants are going to come out and say they're going to do. I don't think Tyrod is going to you know fly over overseas and start after being concussed. Maybe maybe he clears concussion protocol and they say he's good to go. But uh, I'm not just necessarily saying that, oh, this is a game where the uh, Packers are definitely going to beat the Giants. I think the Giants can compete, and you don't know how it's going to go. The Packers, like I said, they struggled with the Patriots, and they lost week one. So we'll see. 
And also, though, would want to would want to keep Jones healthy because we don't want to see the backup quarterback show coming in. But last thing, I remember how last year they're saying how Rogers was saying of Devonta Adams how he makes me look good. I didn't believe that till this year because he's looking, he's trying to find another receiver. He hasn't been so successful. But Keith, have a good night. Love the show. Young Josh, thanks for the call. They didn't lose week one. Correction. They struggled week one. The Packers struggled week one, I believe. No, they did lose week one. They lost to the Vikings week one. And then they struggled last week before the Patriots game against Tom Brady and the Bucks. So it's not like they are world beaters. So far, the Patriots have been or the Packers have been able to put up 27 points in their two wins, both wins. They beat the Bears 27 to 10. The Giants just beat the Bears. They beat the Patriots 27 to 24 in overtime. If the Giants can score two touchdowns and maybe three field goals and hold them, they they might be in a game. So I wouldn't count them out. And uh, never underestimate London and the time change and the different food over there. Like everybody's going to be on uh, you know a different wave being in London and in the UK and playing a 9-30 game. It won't be 9-30 there, but it'll be different. So don't count the Giants out. They have good coaches. And uh, if you've listened to WFAN, we've we've been talking about all this stuff all day, right? The Jets, the Giants, the Mets, all the conversations have been kind of, uh, you know, talked about through the day, different ways. And I think everyone is looking at this Giants team and the biggest thing that you can see with the Giants this year versus the last few years with some of these other head coaches and these other, you know, coaching staffs, seems like they have guys that are prepared, that are aware, that are alert, that know what to do in, in, in game situations. They're not in over their head, and they get the most out of their talent. So it's week to week. It's week to week. And the Packers are about to face the Giants in London, and then they got the Jets coming to Lambeau. So they've got both New York teams back-to-back weeks. They're not going to beat both of them, right? Maybe? Who knows? Who knows? Let's go to Max in Laurelton on the fan. What's up, Max? Uh, yeah, I got a Yankees and a Mets. Uh, I was listening to the uh, Yankees game on the radio all night tonight with uh, Sterling and Jeff Nelson, and something really interesting happened. Um, they were taught, well, Sterling was saying, you know, that they, everyone throws 98 miles an hour, another reliever comes in. Uh, Nelson came in with an interesting point that um, what they did was back in the day, they would. Uh, show the mile per hour when it came to the batter. And nowadays they show the mile per hour when the pitcher throws the ball. So it seems faster. Mm. I was just hoping to get uh, your opinion on that because I've never heard that before. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I would listen to Jeff. Jeff knows some things. He's been around the game. Uh, I I did not, I didn't know that. So my thoughts are, okay, it's different, right? It's, it's, if it's, you know, and, and I, with Nestor Cortez and some of these other guys, and they talk about their fastball playing differently than it actually is, there's something to that. Um, in Yankee Stadium, they show you the miles per hour, the break. It's all the way up top on the big board. And I always kind of wondered, like, what's the technology and science behind that, and how exact is it? How, how do they exactly know? And, I mean, it's different for, for uh, the viewers at home. I'm sure it's different for the batters and uh, – I, mean, I don't know. I don't have anything for that. I I didn't know that. Sorry, it just kind of blew my mind too. Because yeah. you know, if, if they're doing it that way now, it's that kind of explains it. 
Yes. Um, if you got nothing for me, then, uh, you know. No, I'll, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll thanks for adding that. I didn't catch that. I did not get to listen to too much of the broadcast. I caught the end of it as I was driving here. Shout out to Jeff Nelson. Uh, I made sure to tell my story of when I met him in my Tell Me Something Cool, and he sounded great on the radio. I, I listened to he him did. talk to Sweeney in the post game. He sounded good, so hopefully they keep him in the fold. All right, so now for my awful Mets point, and you can chase me right away because I'm talking about next year. So if you want to do that, I know a lot of radio hosts say, oh, don't talk about next year. Talk well, it depends year. what you're going to say. Go for it. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Uh, but I was listening to the game tonight and also kind of struck a nerve in my brain when uh, Stanton hit a gigantic home run. And I know how the Yankees want to get rid of him. And this is where I'm going to get booed off the radio. But I'm just thinking, if the Mets give the Yankees shekels for Stanton, you know, he's got four years, $30 million every single year, I really think he'd be perfect DH to put behind Alonzo. I think you can get him 10, 10 home runs extra a year just by giving some a guy behind to protect him. And I think the Mets are the only team that can really absorb that contract. I think he's a perfect fit as DH. Never put him in the field, maybe once a week tops. And I know I'm probably going to get booed off the radio, and you're going to kill me for this. <laughs> no, but I'm, not. I, I'm thinking about Mets fans in the state they're in right now listening to this. <laughs> I don't think they want John Carlos Stanton, not for any price. Um, I, I don't know how many Mets fans would be able to deal with him striking out and him going cold. Yes, he just put up his third 30 home run season for the New York Yankees in five years. Um, he's also been injured during that time. He's also, like you just said, not exactly a guy you can put in right field, which they, they would they would want him, I think, to play the outfield. If you looked at their... I'd want him just to be DH every day. He would be an expensive DH, and uh, I think they're more interested in the, like, Vogelbach, Darren Ruff. Better than what they have now, which is Davis. I don't think they'd want uh, John Carlos I know it's stupid. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, it's not stupid. I mean, I I don't see it happening. I I think the Yankees keep him. I I think the Yankees uh, like his presence on this team, a former MVP, a guy that knows how to handle New York, has taken a ton of booze. And just keep showing up. I think he's got a good relationship with Aaron Judge. Him and Judge share the fact that they both, um, in an MVP season, were chasing history, chasing 60. Giancarlo came up short with 59. Judge was able to get 61, maybe 62. We'll see. I think they they might rest him one of the games tomorrow. But Judge is the type that's going to want to play. And I think if there's a day for it to happen, it's going to be a day where they play too. And there's going to be you know some bullpen arms and... And we'll see, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think any Mets fans are. are they don't ever really talk about John Carlos Stan. It's always, oh, we're gonna get Judge. Wait until we get Judge. Good luck to the Brooklyn Nets, by the way. Yeah, they're gonna need some luck, but maybe not as much as they needed last year. Thanks for the call, Max. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Mets fans that are interested in John Carlos Stanton joining their team in twenty twenty three. I think you got. Other issues, bigger fish to fry, but Max just put it out there. The Yankees might want Matt Carpenter to be their DH moving forward. <laughs> Brian Cashman, if you're listening, put a little note down. John Carlos Stanton, Mets could use a bat. Nah, I don't know. I don't think that's a real thing. Stanton is making what, like $25 million a year? And I just said he was in year five of that deal. He's still got a couple more years left. The Miami Marlins made that contract, and they got out of baseball. 
<laughs> they made that contract, and they're like, we don't really know what we're doing here. 13-year contract. He was the first $325 million man. And uh, out of that 13 years, he has 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 20. He's, he's got six years left on this. Six years, and then he's an unrestricted free agent in 2029, and I think he's just going to be hanging it up then. I don't think he's going to be a DH for the Mets. But, I don't know, Max is already thinking about the offseason, already thinking about moves to be made. The, the Yankees and Mets don't make too many moves together. Miguel Castro for Joely Rodriguez. We saw Joely Rodriguez two nights ago. We saw Miguel Castro return last night. He gave up the no-hitter. Sevi had a no-hitter. How about Luis Severino and Nestor Cortez Jr. passing with an A-plus on their last exam of the semester? I'll take it because if the Yankees survive game one with Garrett Cole, whether they get through it or not, you got Cortez, you got Sevy to stabilize that. And there's a good chance that they get through game one with Garrett Cole. They always bail him out. Keith McPherson on the fan. I will be right back. Let him have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Now let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. Just kidding. East Coast biased. This is New York City. Keith McPherson checking in on the fan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hitting that Odyssey app or 1019 FM, 660 AM. Shout out to you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing on this Tuesday morning early, 1230, about a half hour in. Talking about the Yanks, talking about the Mets, talking about the Giants, Jets, Knicks, Nets. Glaber Torres got sick before the game. He was scratched today. That kind of made me worry a little bit. But I don't know. Who knows? They said he had a flu, whatever. People get sick. It's that time of the year. They're traveling and stuff. And Didn't matter. Changed the lineup real quick, and guys are ready to roll. The Yankees were trying to uh, set the single-game record for double plays. They were finding ways to run into double plays. Shades of 2021. And it was also shades of 2021 with Luis Severino being uh, perfect for the first two, then he walked a guy, but then having a no-hit bid, right? Because in 2021, Corey Kluber went out there and got it done. And I was getting those vibes. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to change what I was doing. But then I thought about it around the fourth or fifth inning. I'm like, oh, well, they're not going to let Seve finish this thing. They're not going to let Seve, uh, you know, actually go the whole game. What, what's the point of that? They're trying to make sure he's good for his next start, which is much more important than uh, pitching a no-hitter against the Texas Rangers. But I loved his confidence after, right? He got 21 outs, and they asked if he thought he could go out there and uh, <laughs> get the last six and finish it. He said a 1,000%. He was feeling it. He had all his pitches going. He was dominating with the fastball. Like, Seve's got velocity. You can throw the slider, you can throw the off-speed stuff. Like, I, we are Yankees fans. Have no fear. We are walking into a postseason with more pitching than we have had in recent years. And we're most worried about the ace of our staff, who has the most postseason experience and the most strikeouts. 
and also the, the most faith in the team to pick him up. I don't think there's one guy on this team, pitching-wise, starters, that the Yankees have bailed out more than Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole can give up a couple bombs here and there. The Yankees are going to go hit him. So, you know, fret not as the Yankees roll into this uh, first year, four teams get a bye, an extra wild card um, tournament. Because they have the pitching, and what do you need in October? Pitching. They have the best player in baseball who's struggling to get to 62, but that's because everybody else has made this something that uh, we should have saw coming, but we never actually thought it would be, right? The live look-ins, the extra tickets being sold, the casuals piling on, all the conversation on every sports media platform about Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees, people that don't care about baseball, that don't watch baseball, that don't know anything about the Yankees or baseball weighing in. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I really don't care if he gets 62 now. He's tied the record. So he shares the record. No matter what. 61, he's tied it. And uh, I would like to see him get 62, of course. But if he doesn't, it's not a failure to me. If he doesn't, it's not a disappointment to me. It's tough to do. It's, it's crazy, right? You hear people say this all the time. They say that the hardest thing to do in sports is hitting a baseball, a round bat and a round ball. But yet, we're at the point now where people are looking at Aaron Judge like, oh, will he just do it already? Did he get 62 yet? What's taking him so long? Are you serious? Take out the fact that it's hard to hit a baseball, right? You've got guys that aren't necessarily throwing it right down the plate for him. We've all watched. They throw him low and away. And even when they do challenge him, like I guess he got challenged and struck out three times, it's it's still hard to do. Right To hit the ball out of the park, that's crazy. We're living in a time where a guy hits so many home runs so regularly, doesn't pimp him, doesn't style him, doesn't bat flip, that now at 61 homers, which the next closest person is 20 below that, but 61 homers, we're looking at this guy like, oh, come on, you don't got one more in you? He does. Save him for October. I don't care about 62. Go back to hitting bombs as soon as the records go to 0-0. Go back to hitting bombs when the other guys in the lineup go cold and we need you to carry. 62 would have been cool, but now it's kind of getting played out for me. I'm I'm not I'm not checking for it. I'm I'm actually rooting more for the triple crown. Get a couple knocks. Now he's got a, a little bit of room. Now he's got to actually go out there and you know go three for four. Now he's got to go out there and kind of chase. Luis arise a little bit because, of course, it's it's gamesmanship, but what do you expect? It's competition. Luis arise has a hamstring injury. Mm. <laughs> he hasn't been playing. Right. They're resting him. Okay. Why? Because he's hurt. Well, if he's hurt, then shut him down for the year and say he's shut down for the year. Twins aren't playing for anything. They're cooked. Nah, it's like I said, they are being competitive. They want to have the batting champ. And uh, Aaron Judge now has dropped to 311. He's batting 311, and Luis Arise is at 315. So they're looking at, hey, if he just stays there at 315, it's going to take a hell of an effort for Judge these last couple games to get up to 315. We shall see. No one is trying to help out. It's it's competitive sports at the highest level. It's Major League Baseball. These are the best of the best. Those guys get paid. Those guys drive nice cars and have nice houses, too. None of them want to be um, in that Aaron Judge clip that'll get played 62 times a day for the next 62 years. Nobody wants to um, 
you know, just be the guy that gives it up. And, and that's okay. That's okay. It, it'll happen naturally or it won't. Save some home runs for October. That's fine by me. Triple crown may happen or it won't, but at least we'll remember that he was close. And uh, that MVP trophy is good. He, he's definitely getting that. So, all rise. Here comes the judge. Yankees fans, hit me up. 8-7-7-3-3-7. A six, a six, and another two sixes. Jimmy is in Jersey City on the fan. What's up, Jimmy? A couple of things, Keith, uh, Yankees and Dolphins. Yeah, it took you a little while to get on that uh, batting title there. That guy's been sitting out and sat out like three games this week. So Yankee fans should be a little miffed at that. that that's of cowardly, course, of cowardly, course, the twins. Cowardly right? way out in the back way and winning the batting title. They're weak. But whatever. 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 Judge will catch him. Uh... Keith, I'm, I'm t- uh, what's going on? You a loyalty, man. What do you mean, Dodgers? You think going to win the World Series? Where you going with that? I would love for the Yankees to win the World Series, but, but I'd be lying if I didn't why? think the Dodgers had the why? best shot. Why? Look at their lineup. The Mets, the, look at that. The Mets took care of them. They lost a three-game series to the Pirates. Got swept three games. Come yeah, on, what do you mean? but we all know it's different in October. The Dodgers have yeah, the most experience the in October. Are the most Team in baseball. Nah, I'm not gonna. I mean, don't get yeah, don't get me wrong. I would love a World Series, man, but if I had to, if I had to pick year, a betting favorite, school. it's it's the Dodgers, man. You're crazy. You're crazy. They won that 108 games last year. What did it get them? What did it get them? They got not Freddie a, Freeman. Not, not, I don't care about Freddie Freeman. We he, had you will when you see him in October. He's a machine. He's a doubles machine. He's just gonna be hitting the ball in the gap man, Keith, with runners on base. They're, they're, they're beating the National League teams, Keith. They're playing that that horrible division. The Yankees are in a much tougher. Yankees, Yankees Dodgers would be the dream. It's Major League Baseball's dream. It's my dream. Um, but I just feel like the Dodgers. You know, Dave well, Roberts came out I'll, and he I'll, said they'd I'll win the World Series they, if they were I'll healthy. Always, I'll always be my Yankees, one hundred percent behind. Them. I'll never say that anybody else would beat them. But anyway, Keith, Keith, what happened to my? Uh, what happened to Buffalo pick over Miami? What you say without that? About that? I mean, that game. What? What? What happened? Whatever. You can't. I know you're a Dolphins fan. You can't go back a week. What just happened to the Dolphins oh, on Thursday night football? The guy, the guy got hurt. What are you going to do? We can't do nothing about that. It's an injury. So it they alters barely, your season they barely, now. They, they barely beat us because of the Teddy Bridgewater interception with three minutes to go. We were getting ready to take the lead. So that was the game. The Dolphins but anyway, fans, the, the organization it, it, is trash. You guys are, are good. Like, you've won games from last year into this year. But uh, without Tua, I don't know how much Teddy Two Gloves can get uh, done for the Dolphins. I'm rooting for the Jets to knock them off well, when they the come Jets, to Jersey. The Jets, you know the Jets are going to get spanked by them, right? No, I don't know they, that. They, they, <laughs> they, lost six, they lost six in a row to them. And if Josh Allen got sacked five or six times by the Dolphins, what do you think Wilson's going to get? He's going to scramble. He's going to run no, around. He, he can scramble all he wants. He's, he's, they ain't putting up more than 10 points. Okay. It's going to be a little chilly I, I, for those you, Miami I, boys. It's going to be 50-some oh, oh, degrees. Oh, 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 are we gonna have a bet this time? Or are you gonna, no, I'm not, you, I'm not betting on the Dolphins or Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know better. It's gonna be a 35 to 10 game. All right, my brother. Don't let me hear you talking about my Yankees. You better be 100 behind them. I guess. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm a realistic fan. Imagine me watching the Dodgers and what they've done this year: 110 games, winning at the rate that they're winning never really having too many down weeks or whatever. Yeah, I, I know they lost the series, the season series to the Mets. That's a regular season series. It's not like October. I got to remind everyone again, the baseball in October is different. It's heightened. It's a chess match. Every pitch, every move, and uh, experience goes a long way. 
If you have a group of guys that is experienced and has done that and a fan base and a, a renovated stadium like the Dodgers have, I'm just keeping it real with y'all, man. Like, the Yankees haven't got to a World Series. The Dodgers have gotten to multiple World Series over the last few years, and they've gotten better. They don't have Walker Bueller, but they have pitchers. They have enough guys. They have enough arms. And uh, when you get into the postseason, you got to be able to pitch and hit homers. They can do both of those. And when I look at the NL, they are on a crash collision course to meet the Braves. And they've danced the last few years, and the Braves troll them about their Mickey Mouse ring. The, The Dodgers are out to win an actual World Series that wasn't 60 games so that no one can say that their 2020 ring is Fugazi. And honestly, I always want the Yankees to win the World Series since I'm, you know, five years old to now. But as I've gotten older, I realize it is hard to win the World Series. And yeah, I like the mojo of the Yankees. I like some players on the Yankees. I think they've got a fighting chance. And that's all I really need. Because once you get a a fighting chance in the dance, you never know which way it could go. The wind could blow a certain way, and the ball goes through a guy's legs. The ghost can be activated in Yankee Stadium. The fans could be overbearing. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, on paper, looking at what I'm looking at, it's the Dodgers World Series to lose. They're the favorites. And why wouldn't they be the favorites? They beat everybody every year. They beat everybody this year. They're going to finish with 112 wins or something. It's okay. It's okay to be a fan and not just be a blind fan and, and say uh, the Yankees are going to win the World Series. I don't know about Garrett Cole. I don't know about this bullpen. Who's the closer? I saw Scott Efrost tonight. I said, cool, he's my closer. But we don't know that. We don't, we don't know what he's going to be in October. We don't know who's going to make the postseason roster and who's not. Uh, there's still some things that have to go the Yankees way but if you're looking at favorites I, I think it, I think the, the Dodgers are the obvious favorite and I think some people are maybe looking at the Braves and the Astros next and we shall see I, I also think now with this new format and seating it, I don't think it's going to freeze these teams to have th- this week off I don't think it's going to turn these teams into uh, frozen statues I think they're going to practice they're probably going to do some uh, intra-squad scrimmages and some live bullpens and and batting practice and stuff to stay loose. And then when it's on, it's on. And uh, sometimes if you're just better than the team you're playing, it doesn't matter if they've been playing for a week. The Dodgers have the talent. Their lineup is hell from top to bottom. Same with the Braves. I'm looking at the Braves lineup. I'm like, any of these guys can do it to you. Any of these guys can hit it out of the park. You can't sleep on any. There's no easy outs. There's no Aaron Hicks in the lineup. (laughs) Let me not be the guy to rag on Hicks. Aaron Hicks chases down a fly ball, catches it smoothly, looks cool doing it, but then he fires it in like he doesn't know how many outs there are, and it's like, bro, that was the last out of the inning. <laughs> it's like, this guy can't get out of his own way. Are you not paying attention? We got a whole game going on here. We got Sevy throwing a no-hitter. Did you think there was one out? Two? That's the last out. <laughs> You ruined the highlight for yourself. He's smiling, but I'm like, that's not great. That's not great, bro. You're not going to see the field in October. Well, in the postseason. It's already October. 877-337-6666. We can get into some Mets talk. We can get into some Jets, Giants talk, some Nets talk, some Knicks talk. After you call me up and tell me what exactly you want to talk about, Keith McPherson on the fan, BRB. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Hey, yo. Right back at it. I'm in here. Such dropping beats. I got to get back to the raps. I'm going to make some baseball raps. Maybe some uh, October postseason baseball. Something. I got to be motivated. It's got to be something that makes me feel like rhyming about it, rapping about it. I used to do that every postseason. I had a good one about the Astros. It's got to be like a team I hate or a matchup that I'm like, oh, this is good. Let me spit something to that. I will get back to it. Just busy. Just busy. It takes a while. You know, you could freestyle rap off the top of your head. Never really know how great that's going to be. <laughs> but I do want to prepare something, write something, get back to rapping. I think I've only actually rapped twice. I think I had like a couple freestyles off the top, but two prepared rhymes on WFN. It's time to get back to that. Keith McPherson on the fan. That's me. Thanks for calling up. We got a ton of calls now, so let's get to them quickly. Out in Rhode Island. What's up, Craig? How you doing? Well, it was maybe the first week of August, second week of August. I head down to City Field with my buddy Dan from Portsmouth. We go. It's uh, Mets-Reds, and uh, Bassett goes about eight innings, and it was unbelievable. It's just a real gem from him, like he's done for most of the season. And it was brought to my attention Sunday night after what has to just be psychologically damaging, exiting a game like that. I mean, the Braves shutting the lights off and the chop and everything. like It was just unbelievable. But it was brought to my attention that Bassett is now 21 innings over his usual MLB um, career for this, you know, at the end of the season, he's now 21 innings over what he usually is. So who knows where he goes from here? Mm. The other consolation I somewhat had Sunday night was the Mets really needed to sweep, obviously, to have the certainty of the division. And obviously, I was very frustrated, upset, deeply disappointed with not even winning one game. 
But I did think to myself, well, at least now we have the clarity for the week ahead. We can rest, guys. We don't have to put the Grom out there. We can really set ourselves up for the wild card. And now here we are in this situation where I'm not even talking about the Braves losing um, the next two. I'm talking about the situation the Mets are going to be in if they sweep the doubleheader tomorrow, if they're able to play given the rain, and the Braves lose. How's game 162 going to look? I mean, can you imagine this? If we are now in a scenario where the Mets win both games tomorrow and the Braves lose theirs, I just want to see where you think should a team completely fight until they are mathematically eliminated or at some point you just say, you know what, we got to just set this thing for Friday. Well, I think Buck Showalter came out and said that he's got some faith. I think he jokingly said something. He's got some faith in uh, Don Mattingly and the Marlins. The Marlins won tonight. The Marlins beat the Braves tonight, of course, right? right. It's kind of crazy. Baseball, that's why I said you can't predict baseball. As soon as you think you know something, it doesn't go that way. As soon as you think you're set up for something, it's not what you expected. The Mets got to go out and, and win the rest of the games, right? Just for pride, just for get right, just for themselves. Uh, Buck also said he's, you know, these guys are going to make someone feel their pain. Can't lose, you know. The rest of the way went out and see what happens with the uh, Braves. But the Braves have the tiebreaker. So, right, 19 games is 10-9, and uh, the Mets just had to win one. And it sucks. It's like to be that close, it's tough. Yeah, no, and I understand that. I guess what I'm just trying to wrap my mind around, though, is the scenario where you play out to win those games. Do you do that at all possible costs? Because mathematically, if the Braves lose their next two and the Mets win their next three, they're division champions. The Mets are. And it's that's just, to me, a scenario where we don't even need to wait for the Braves to lose two. Right. We just need to wait for them to lose one. And for us to win two, to figure out what to do at game 162. So is it a situation where you start Peterson and then you have DeGrom and Scherzer warming up uh, in the bullpen and well, scoreboard watching the Braves? What I are think the, Braves the probability yeah. is so low that you don't look at it like that, and they're not going to look at it like that. Uh, mm-hmm. They they already had the ability to control their fate, to control what they could control, and they couldn't. Um, now at this point, I don't think anyone expects the Marlins – to sweep the Braves, even though Brian De La Cruz, that guy's he's out to play spoiler. He's killing everybody on, on the way out. He's making a name for himself on the way out. But um, there's two more games against the Marlins, and there's three here for the Mets against the Nationals. I don't think anyone expects either team to sweep or any, any of the four teams to sweep. Um, but mathematically, it could happen. I just think it's a small percentage. I think it might be like a 15 20% chance less that that happens. And and the Braves, I feel like they just, you know, they traveled uh, to Miami. It's not that far, but it was a such a intense series for them over the weekend, and everything went into that, and they had a letdown tonight. And I think they bounce back tomorrow, and the magic number for them is one. So whether they win or the Mets lose um, in these three games for the Mets or these two games for the Braves, I think the probability of, of the Mets ending up winners everybody knows that probability is so small it's like almost like no one is even talking about it right no i i think you're ultimately right yeah thanks a lot and i think it'll be interesting i think the braves just are going to throw everyone out there tomorrow to just wrap this thing up and then if not they're going to have to make their own decisions too so be a fun end of the season looking yeah. forward to uh, the playoffs thanks lucky thanks for the call craig it is fun all of this is fun you know 
It might not be that fun right now for Mets fans. The last few nights, you lose the first game of that series with DeGrom. You lose the second game with Scherzer. Then you lose the third with Bassett. None of those guys have it. It's tough. And uh, you just needed one game. You needed one game. And, you know, not just the arms, right? Alonzo and Lindor, that's the conversation. Those guys are supposed to be the guys with the most RBI uh, home runs. They're supposed to be the leaders of the team. They didn't have it. Came up small. And Craig talked about that environment. I think Truist Park is the best new ballpark in baseball. It's awesome. I've been down there. They have uh, apartment buildings right outside the building. They have a whole watch area outside for the folks that can't afford a ticket. They have, uh, like, recreational and commercial uh, businesses and buildings right out there, too. But then the actual ballpark, there's so many cool places in there to watch the game. There's so many cool places. Like, if if you're a Mets fan and you're thinking about going to Atlanta, maybe not, you know, the rest of this year. Who knows? Maybe they could get there. Um, but in the future... Go to Atlanta. First off, the cost of living down there is like half of what it is down here. So your hotel, your you know, going to the bar, restaurants, that's nothing. Pick a nice seat in there. There's a, a lot of nice seats in there and different vibes and different ways to watch the game. I, I love that ballpark. Um, and they have a hell of an advantage. I know that chop is kind of corny. I know they do it at FSU. That's where I really attach that to, the Seminoles. But they made it cool there. They turned the lights out. They've got the little uh, tomahawk chop that's on the you know scoreboard. It's like electronic, and the fans do it, and it's it's something. You see Chris Bassett walking off to that. That's tough. That's nightmare fuel. Like, geez, <laughs> the Braves in the game, right? Chris ba- Bassett in the one game that they had to win. The la- you know he was getting in trouble, man. He was getting in trouble. I'm watching that game, and I'm just like, up, oh, hit by pitch, load him up. Nope, this isn't going well. And they make you pay. The Braves are a good team. They have a good lineup. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.